Think you've seen it all? Think you have it all figured out? No matter if you're starting your career or approaching retirement. Everyone has a life lesson to share. So join this father and his son as we explore our generation gap to find common ground. This is the Two Perspectives Podcast with David and Joshua Specht. Welcome to the Two Perspectives Podcast. I am David Specht. And I'm Joshua Specht. And we're your hosts for this episode of the Two Perspectives Podcast. Josh, I've been keeping you in the dark. I'm sorry. You're like a mushroom. I'm in the dark. But I wanted to come to you with a with a subject that has been popping up lately. I, I read a book a while back called uh, Church Boy to Millionaire. Okay. And this phrase was, was I don't know that, the, that Doug Wood coined this phrase in the book, but... It was the first time I had heard it, or this this term. And then I saw a T-shirt that said, don't be one. And by the way, we're not about to get the the um, explicit moniker in iTunes, but... <laughs> Enunciate. <laughs> yes, but the the term is ask whole. Ask? Ask whole. So you're like, well, what is that? This this is the premise, and, and I, I love how he broke it down. He said... Have you ever had those people that are constantly asking your advice, but then when you give it, they ignore it? Mm. And then they ask you advice again, or they complain about that the needle's not moving in their life or whatever the project is, et cetera. And it is really frustrating for the advice giver to deal with the ask whole. Okay. So I want to kind of talk about that today. A how not to be one, and B, what do you do when you encounter one? You yell. (laughs) You yell, right. So let's start about it. Have you ever had these kind of people in your life? Have you ever had like a friend? So so this kind of, as soon as you kind of describe it, break it down what it is, I think of anybody in my life that is all consumed with drama. (laughs) <laughs> that you know, you know, you have the people that literally you say drama follows them everywhere, and it's because they can't get out of it, and yet they and always the first ones that say, "I don't do drama." Yeah, yeah, I don't do drama. Drama's not in my life, and it's every little bit of their aspect of life. And then they come and complain to you, and you're like, "Well, maybe you should try this," and nothing happens. Right. That's exact. I mean, in my life, that's what an ask hole would be like. Right. Would be in that kind of scenario, and it's golly. It's nice to put kind of a name name on the person, <laughs> like "Hello, my name is." Yeah, and yeah, I, I think about it all the time in um, our health coaching circles, right? Right. Because Who's that I don't yeah, know. What yeah, you, do. you know, you're like, okay, I've laid out the plan for you. Well, can I have this? Does Does the book say you can have that? Well, it doesn't say that I can have it, and I'm like, well, does then you don't. Not have, say yeah, that. yeah. They They want to start splitting the hair. See how close to the edge of cheating on the diet plan they can get. Right, and it's exhausting. I mean, you know, it's just like. But I want help. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I heard. Um, I gotta quit talking about Coach Burt, but without getting him on the show. But he was on—he was on this thing yesterday, and he was being interviewed. And he said that somebody asked him, "He's like, look, you're a coach. You know, what do you do about the people that that are that are hating on you? Like the people that that say, well, what he does doesn't work." And and he was so funny. He said, "Well, interesting. It worked for all these other people who actually did what I told them to do instead right. of just saying they were going to do it and they didn't do it. Right? It didn't work the way you wanted to do it. Right? And and so, as somebody who's got a little bit of experience in life, you know, when somebody comes to me for advice, even if it's one of my kids, hello, kid, and 
and I say, this is what I said. You know, when I get that pushback of, uh, well, I just don't, I, I just don't think that's going to work for me, or I don't do that, or I'm not feeling it. That's the worst one. I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling that. Um, it really does frustrate me because as a father, you know, the last thing you want is your kids to suffer. And, right. and so if there's something that you've gone through, through experience in your life that caused you pain, caused you anxiety, caused you grief, and you can advise your children to not go down that same path, then you want to do that. Right. But so, you know, and again, you know, kids, you know, parents often give advice without being asked. So, you know, you can't accuse a child of being an asshole if they're, if they're not. Right. But that's that's the frustration factor, though, for for the person who knows that something will work or somebody or that something won't work, and they're trying and you're trying to legitimately help that other individual when they ignore it or even worse go one eighty. Oh yeah, and do the opposite of what you say. It is just infuriating. Well, and I think the only way to solve that is you almost have to give them a little tough love. And what I mean by that is is like. I, I can just relate, and I'm not gonna. You're not. We're not gonna pinpoint names here about anybody specific or all that. But people that ask for advice or are having situations that happen over and over and over, and they talk to you so much about it that they give you the room to to give advice. Not that they're like, "What would you do? What would you do in this?" It's like they're like, "I don't know what to do," and you're like, "Well, this is kind of what I would do." And then they come back the next week with the same problem because they don't fix it. You basically just tell them like, "I'm," and I've I've had to do this in my own life. I was like, "Look." I know you have problems, but shut up. <laughs> and it's one of those you have to – they have to understand that you gave your best input on what you think was best. Mm-hmm. You may not even know the whole situation, but from what they've given you, you've given your best input. And if they don't even acknowledge it – because there's, I guess there's a big difference. If they acknowledge it but don't apply it, it's still okay. It's when they don't acknowledge it and they keep coming back to you with the same thing and thing – like. It's completely fine if if you tell somebody advice, they understand where you're coming from, but don't put any any application in their life about it. That's perfectly okay. Just do not go back to them with the same problem, the same question, and expect a different answer. And as you're saying that, I'm actually expanding the definition now. Okay, can you do that? Hey, is it a new year? I, is that a new dictionary? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this word's in the dictionary. So if I, I can pretty much do what I want to do, another type of asshole is the person that asks you a question about every little thing. Um, yes. You know, and, and you know, well, should I do this or should I do that or should I? And, and a lot of times we in leadership, you know, if you're in the GM office, the G, not General Motors, General Manager office, you have responsibility over the entire operation. Yes. But you don't get, you're not supposed to get caught up in the minutia of making every decision about every department, about every employee, about everything. Right. And when that person who's in charge of that department is constantly asking you what they should uh, do. Yes. And it's it, w- you are to observe the landscape. <laughs> You're not so much worried. You, you, you see the whole picture, picture of the backyard. It's up to the people that you put in place to focus on the flower bed and focus around the pool and focus around the... Right. And it's one of those, I get it. When people come and ask you questions, I've literally asked people, when they come ask me questions, well, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to get down. The people that ask those kind of questions, if you've put them in a position to where they are supposed to handle those problems, 
You then have to be straightforward. You can be straightforward without being a dick. Let's just be completely honest about that. Well, oh. so much for the, exp- uh, the ah, explicit okay. moniker. <laughs> Ditch. I don't know. Again, here, here's the whole thing about it. This is what I've, I tell people in my management position all the time when they come and ask me questions. I've, I've had to sit them down. And you're not mean. You're just upfront because there are bigger things that you're overseeing. You look at them and you be completely honest. You say, I do not need you to come to me for, with questions. I need you to come to me with solutions. And if you cannot absolutely come to me with a solution, then come to me with, with the problem saying, I am open to your answer for the solution. Don't come to me with a question and I give my input and then you tell me how my input's not going to work. Because if that's the case, then get out of my office. Mm-hmm. Because then obviously you have some type of leeway to know the solution. Right. And, you know, that, that's why you hire experts in the various fields because, right. you know, as the uh, owner in, uh, of multiple businesses, you know, my, my day is being spread around multiple companies, multiple problems. That's why I have publishers and managers and, and such in, in, in their positions is because I expect them to handle those things. Right. Now, I don't expect them to have all the answers no. by any stretch of the imagination. No, and that's not what I'm asking. I'm not asking to have all the answers. I'm not asking... Even experts in their field still need continuing education to learn. So I'm not asking the person to have completely all the answers. It's it's just make sure you do your research before you go to the big man. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, um, Dave Ramsey, I think it was Dave Ramsey, had a, had a, uh, a method that he used, and he he said the first time somebody came in with a question, he would say, "This is what I think you should do." The next time they came in with another question. He would say, go back to your desk and come up with three potential solutions to this question. Then when they would come back with the three potential solutions, he said, now, of the three solutions, which one would you do if it was your business? And then they would come down with a one. And he says, great. Next time, come to do that same process, but now come to me with the solution and tell me what you're going to do with it. And I'll give you the okay. Right. If, if you're uncomfortable with it. Right. But but I want you to think through the problem and arrive at some conclusion right. to, to, to solve the problem. Because you're right. If you have to micromanage an, a, an organization, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. Because you will never scale beyond what your own personal capacity is. Right. You know, we, we talk about church all the time, but, you know, this is why so many churches will never grow beyond about 200 parishioners because... The guy in the corner office, the pastor, a lot of times either through lack of training or ego or just whatever, feels like they have to take on every little bitty part because they're responsible, but you can't scale that. You can't no. grow larger than that. No. And, and when and when it becomes too much, it stresses you out and you become ineffective as a leader. I'll kind of give you a point. I was listening to a podcast, uh, I think it was yesterday. And and I listen. I've gotten trying to get into listening to different podcasts. Obviously, I listen to Coach Michael Bird's podcast and some other business podcasts. But believe it or not, I was listening to a YouTuber's podcast. No, yeah. And believe it or not, I was listening to Logan Paul's podcast. And it's just because there was a conflict of interest because he was he was interviewing a guy that he boxed in the past, and they they had beef. And now they're not. So I was like, yeah, I'll listen to what they have to say. And he made a really good point about about people, about what he calls the greats. So there's there's your your average people, there's your people that know business, and then there's the greats. And the greats are the people that know how to do whatever their their skill or talent very well. 
That is what is all-consuming to them. And he made the comment of saying, the greats, you never know a great for doing a lot of things great. Like he talked about Muhammad Ali. You never, you never heard somebody go, man, Muhammad Ali was a great interview on the late night show. Da, 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 da. No, Muhammad Ali was a great boxer. And he's a great boxer because that's what his talent was and that's what he focused on. And I think when in order to be great, especially in a business that you're pursuing, you need to be great in, if you're in leadership, you need to be great in leadership. You don't need to be great in the littles, but you need to be able to be great in the big focus area because if you're trying to do 10 different things and that's not your job, you can't be great at 10 different things all at once mm-hmm. because you can't put all your time into 10 different things all at once. And, and I would say, you know, back to the, to the main subject, identify are do you deal with assholes or are you an asshole right and if you are an asshole then you really need to step back and really i think a lot of times assholes are just people that don't have the thought process to think things through or they have the anxiety that they, they don't can't. have confidence yeah they don't know what they don't know and because they don't know it they don't have the confidence to figure it out right and and i, I and let me let me i, I want to expand on that for a minute we're not saying that out of the gate you're not supposed to be asking questions. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you're, you're, you should. There's, you know, there, there's not too many questions. There's not dumb questions right. you can ask. If you're in, in, embarking on something brand new that you've never done before that's completely new to you, what we're saying is at some point you have got to start retaining, building your own knowledge, and creating your own solutions. Right, right. And let me give you kind of a, a little example about that. And it's just because... For some reason, who would who would think you could relate to to the subject we're talking about? But uh, recently, in the past couple of weeks, we uh, hired a new receptionist up front. Her name's Amber. Hello, Amber. If you listen, if you even know that we have a podcast going, you should know because they go walking by the office while we're recording. Right. But here's here's the thing that kind of like this is the kind of asshole you want to be. She comes to me quite a bit and asks certain questions. A lot of times it's like, "Hey, did you get this? Did you get that?" But I've noticed a lot of the times. When she comes to ask me questions, she does the whole portrayal like we like like you would want. Hey, is it okay if I do this? I know this is seems to be a problem or this seems to be what is it? Is it okay if I go ahead and take care of this? And to me, she's still asking a question, but she's asking a question with a solution already in hand. She's just wanting opinion if if I believe that it's the best me- best method. And I just want to say thank God for those kind of people. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll be in the middle of something, she'd be like, hey, not to interrupt you. But I noticed this. So is it okay if I do this? And sometimes, most of the time, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, take care of it. If it's not on me and I don't have to do it or it takes some relief and it gets you, one, working and two, solving a problem, more for it. Or if she just sometimes she doesn't know the whole background of it. So in her solution might be great in her eyes, but because there's a little bit bigger picture, it might be a hold off for right now. Right. But at least they're coming asking about a solution, not asking about the problem. And that's one of those, if you're going to be an asshole, that is one of the best assholes you can be. <laughs> right. You're, you're just getting, having lots of fun saying the word asshole. Yeah. But, you know, and there, and there are times, I mean, you might be in a bit, you know, business is business. There are certain precepts of business that are universal. Right. But every business has some specificities. You like that word? That, I don't know if I can say that word. <laughs> yeah. You know, very specific things to that business. You right. know, the way we handle AR, for instance, accounts receivable is different than a auto body shop handles their accounts receivable. Right. And so those things, those differences, you know, you need the questions for. Now, 
from the leadership standpoint when you're dealing with the asshole. I, I came up with the, the whole questions and all that. But the first thing you have to do is identify, is this person being an asshole or are they simply just don't know? Because right. at some point, and you've even admitted to it almost right here, at some point you get pushed beyond and you snap. Yeah, no, and, for and, sure. And, and it could be a very valid question, but because they had built up so much, you end up snapping and, be, and, and almost sometimes doing things that you regret because you snap. And, and this kind of goes into a, a method that we learned in in sales is it it's you can't you can't judge somebody being an asshole off their their first question, and I think it would take seven to fifteen touches to understand because what happens is that people are creatures of habit, so it, I think it would take at least and you're like oh, seven times for somebody it's it's kind of a general area like they ask once okay they ask twice and a lot of times if you're busy and they're quick questions you don't think nothing of it. But it's the consistency, mm-hmm. and I think I think once you learn their rhythm, and if they have that kind of rhythm of ask que- ask a question first before before trying to figure anything out, like don't touch it because I might break it kind of thing. If if you see that that's how they are, that's when you can say, okay, you bring them in, and you you're not you're not mad at them, you're not certain, you're just saying, look, this is how it is. If their position is a position of greater authority. Or if they are in a specific position that they should already have this kind of knowledge about it. That's when you sit them down and you're like, okay, I see you've come in and you've asked me a lot of questions. Great. I hope you've learned a lot from what I've done. And I hope you've implemented what I believe is the best solution for these problems. But now that you have this kind of knowledge, go somewhere with it. Mm-hmm. You now have the option to say you're not, you're not starting from scratch. You now have some type of knowledge you have learned from a – I won't say greater power, but a more knowledgeable person in whatever field or whatever part you're you're in. And now it's to say you you've gotten your feet wet of understanding some type of something. And by doing that, if you're just constantly going, what tells me if you're constantly going and asking that question, or if somebody's coming to you constantly asking you a question in the same kind of subject field of what there should be related to, if they're constantly coming and asking you that question, they're not retaining anything you're you're telling them. I, w- I would say one other thing, though, too, okay. and that is, are you providing a safe space for them to come to you with a solution? Because if if somebody who has a lack of confidence, and that's what really it boils down to, they have a lack of confidence in whatever this situation is. Right. And they come to you and you say, well, that's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Then they're going to go, okay, this is, th- this is above my pay grade, and anytime I encounter this, I'm going to ask. Right. So there's that aspect of it. And it might be, okay, let's be very clear. It might be the stupidest thing you ever heard. You might just want to filter that out and not say it that way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Say, well, listen, I see where you're coming with that. But however, this in, yeah. in this organization, this is how we do it and why. Why, yeah. Now, the person who doesn't heed the advice, okay, you're going to have to limit that access. If it's if it's friends, you're not going to hang out with them as much. Or you're going to say, look, sometimes you even have to do, like you said, tough love. Look, last time you asked me this question, I gave you an answer. The answer is still the same. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to apply it, don't waste both of our time by constantly coming back to me. Right. And don't, and don't just come. A lot of times people are like, well, I just need an event. That's great. Don't vent to me unless you're wanting. Because there's some people. Okay. And this is kind of get, breaks down the ask, the asked and the asky asker or whatever. If you're a person that just says, I just need to vent to somebody and don't want an opinion, then make sure you're venting to a person that 
that can be okay with not giving their opinion. Yeah, yeah. I would say preface the conversation. Right. Look, hey, I'm here to vent. I'm not here for you to. Yeah. I don't need stuff. a solution. I just need to yell and get some stuff out. They're like, right. okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a di- you know that's a different conversation. Yeah. And uh, but in business, back to the asshole. If they if you give your opinion, direction, et cetera, and they ignore or do a 180, then you have to have a very tough conversation and be willing to get rid of that person. Right. Because your business is too vital to to allow someone to continually circumvent what you're telling them to do. Exactly. Because, you know, and, that, and that's really, you know, that, that really is what boils down to is you're going to encounter these people in personal life, in business life, whatever, but you have to learn how to deal with them. A, recognize them. B, know how to deal with it. Right. And, and, and again, it, it, we're not, I'm not saying, and we're not saying automatically cut that person off. I do believe giving people a certain chance and giving, getting to have those conversations and being either the tough love or being that inspiration to say, hey, this is how we need to see things. But again, in business, if you've done all that, if you've gone to A to B and things still haven't changed, you have to understand that there's always more people. The mission outweighs the person in that particular regard because that person is jeopardizing the mission. Exactly. And if you are the, on the other end of that, if you are being the asshole, stop it. Stop. Just, <laughs> just realize what you're doing. Realize the frustration you're bringing. Yeah. And do you, if you don't, if if you're going to do what you want to do anyway, don't waste people's time. And you want. And here's the thing: if you're trying to improve and you are the asshole, you want to kind of flip the tables. Be honest about to the person that you're always asking and say, look, I'm, I understand that I come to you with a lot of questions. I am needing guidance to help change that pattern in, in, my, in my life, in this business, to learn more, to do this. That way they don't see you as a, just a fragment of some, just an annoyance. They see that you are working towards something. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Two Perspectives Podcast. Remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. And until next time, peace. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Two Perspectives Podcast. You can find out more about this episode along with other episodes at davidaspec.com. Please rate and review this show wherever you get your podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, peace.